me quieres, y mi tan solo tú te ríes. Whatever. That thing, that, that messed up, man. What's up, everybody? It's Albert Canto with uh, Joel, the Cantina Next podcast again. Yeah, I messed that up because I turned. Off, I didn't turn off the volume. <laughs> it, was probably, it was probably an echo. It was our set. It was our set song, dedicated to all the teams that are currently on the outside looking in, uh, <laughs> with with their prospects to Liguilla and also Veracruz, who are officially relegated. Well, not technically relegated, we should say, since uh, the league said they could buy their way back in for $6 million. Um, yeah. Don't see the point of having relegation, but <clears throat> how you doing, Chickies? Hey, doing good. Yeah, doing a lot of, lot of news, I guess, with uh, over the weekend and even in this past, or today, in the past couple of days. So, a lot to talk about. The classicals. Ah, uh, yes. Happened. Welcome to the Alexa Prize, a university competition to advance AI. What, what, what's going on there, chickies? Did we get hacked? Alexa's doing stuff. Did we get hacked again? Oh, it's Alexa. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. The league. So, we just got through match week 11. Of Liga MX, and we got um, we got some interesting things here. Leon, for example, they are still king of the hill. The Fierras rugiendo. They are. They they took they they claimed first place uh, last week. And they they've held on to it, and they're battling it out with the with the other beast, being Tigres. So uh, they're tied in points, twenty six points each. And uh, I did my homework, chickies. I actually did it. So in head to head, they tied two to two. Uh, so what what separates right now, Leon, it's it's their goal differential. They have, yeah, they have, so they've scored 25 goals. They've only allowed six. So I'm pretty sure they have the best, right now, the best, um, the, the best attack and the best defense. Leon, so Leon's lighting it up. Yeah, they're pretty surprised. I don't think many people were expecting them. To be this good at the start of the season, the uh, the Liga MX website has a good uh, like positions by week. Yes, um, and it's a comparison between Leon and Tigres, and it, it's they started off even, but then Leon went down like by in week three they were down to fourteenth, and uh, oh. Tigres was up, was up around seven. And it's it's like a chart that you know it's just like a line chart, yeah. and uh, and then around week six Leon. All the way, you know, climbs up and meets Tigres close to it, and then around week week nine is when, uh, or week ten is when uh, Leon overtakes them. So yeah, they they didn't start off well at, at all, and then they just came uh, came up and surged. Yeah, we'll talk about Tigres in a bit because they're pretty interesting as well. Because yeah, they had a pretty lackluster start, 
but Leon deserves a lot of credit right now. Um, they they recently defeated who did they beat Chiquis? They they beat um I have it right here, man. And I was prepared, Chiquis. This is me being prepared. Leon, Leon um, got a or Tigres, you mean? No, no, man. We're we're Leon because they're they're they're, Leon. they're a top. They beat they beat on um, Veracruz two zero. Yeah, Veracruz. Yeah, in the and, news uh, in the news lately. Which, which, yeah, which, as we were saying, were relegated. Um, so they they put the nail in that coffin, at least at least for what the season is. Uh, and their next opponent is Morelia, who are another team that should be easy to beat. Morelia is in 16th place, uh, not doing too good. So I think I think Leon could continue holding on, uh, unless um, Tigres goes on a you know, and on a gold scoring spree, but it, it seems a bit unlikely that they're going to do it. So we could see Leon at the top for one more week. And by this point, we I, we, we could easily say they will be in Liguilla and they're going to be a tough team to beat. And they got two really good players, man. Um, the Angel Mena, he's the top goal scorer right now in the league. Nueve goles. And they also have, um, with six, six, six goals, JJ Mack, who is alone from Chivas, just causing a, a lot of stress for the Chi Hermanos who, who can't find the back of the net. And so here's this 19 year old kid helping the Fieras to go, you know, to a really good season. Um, yeah. So Cholos, I mean, Cholos, um, Leon hasn't lost since January, so that was that was the last time they lost January twentieth, and they lost to Cholos one zero. Uh, and since then, they have eight straight league wins, so that's very impressive. We could probably say nine. Uh, I, I don't I don't see them losing to Morelia. How do you see their prospects, Chiquis, going into Liguilla and and also once in Liguilla? <clears throat> uh, well, I think things are looking very good for the rest of the league play because I was just looking at their schedule. Like you said, yeah. Morelia, Necaxa, Puebla are the next three games. Then the fourth Necaxa's, game coming up. Necaxa's tough though, but Morelia and Puebla are fairly accessible. Yeah, but then you yeah. got Atlas. You got the two. You got the two uh, <laughs> Guadalajara teams that are you, know, oh, you can bully. You can bully around, man. You he got Atlas and Chivas. Around. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch, yes. And then finally Pachuca. So I think they're going to do good. The Liga is always tricky. Um, it is. So I think it's going to be it's going to be tough. But you it is. Know. But but you know what? Having the they say defense wins championships, man. And they have right now the best one so far. And they're doing good in both. You know, in both ends, scoring goals and defending. And uh, and they have like a really good keeper in Cota, who was with Chivas. He helped them win all the titles during the Matia Almeida era. So uh, and you know and and then just just all the other players that they have, uh, like as we said, Mena, and they have um, that other midfielder whose name I forget. He was going to be the seleccionado man, Cateng, Luis, Luis Montes. Montes, Luis Montes, exactly who's won with Leon before. So they have players that 
they know how to win. So yeah, we we should see Leon right there. They they should be candidates. Pretty sure they are. Uh, and yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be one of the teams. And then we have Tigres. And Tigres, yeah, like you said, Tigres wasn't doing too good, but all of a sudden, man, they've they turned on the heat. They've been firing on all cylinders. Tied with Leon at 26 points. They've scored 22 goals. They have allowed eight. So they're very close to Leon, you know, uh, as far as like goal scores and goals received. Um, and and uh, their last win was big 4-1 over Gallos, over Querétaro. Um, and w- one thing we have to mention is that they've done it without Guignac. And so Guignac's been injured and He's expected, I guess, perhaps by Liguilla, because I don't think they want to rush him. But here's an interesting thing. Guignac is still in the top goal scorer list with six goals, and he's missed. And he's missed like six games. Um, yeah, he hasn't played in six games. And, and you know, uh, Tigres has shown that they could win without him, you know. And uh, since the games he hasn't played, they have... Uh, Four wins, one draw, and one loss. So I, I think having a player like Guignac, if he's 100%, you know, that, that's just going to make Tigres that much more dangerous uh, once they're in Liguilla. And, of course, they have all this experience in, in every every level. And uh, their next match is going to be a good one because they're facing America at the Azteca Stadium. So that's going to be one of the, for match week 12, one of the big games to watch. Yeah, it's probably the, the biggest game. Looking at the, I was looking at the minutes. That's sort of interesting that Junior, he's missed uh, two games. But as far as minutes played, uh, he is down a little bit. Uh, Macias has 505 minutes played which uh, is a lot less than, than Gignac. Gignac has 794. But the top two guys, uh, Mena and Brian Fernandez, have 882, 819. So they have, way, uh, you know, a game, a full, full 90 minutes above uh, uh, Gignac. Yeah. So Macias, I think he's, he's, he's got six goals, but he's got a, a way few, fewer minutes than, than anyone on the top five. Yes. And then uh, Funes Mori has some lower minutes as well, well 754. With, yeah, with with Macias, there's a stat going around. And if he's able to hit 10 goals, double digits, he'll be like the third Mexican or fourth to hit that mark in the past 10 years, which is oh, yeah. something we've talked about here that's worrisome, uh, just how few players have managed to do that. Uh, then again, some of the better strikers are outside of the league, but there's just that's no excuse, you know. There should be more, more talent coming out the ranks. But uh, that's a tema for another time. You let's move on to third place, Monterrey, and this is a team that had tied with Tigres in the Clásico uh, Regiomontano, and they finally lost their first game of the season. Uh, they lost to Cholos, and um, 
So they dropped. They're in third with 22 points. And they're, they're still, you know, like, like despite, you know, uh, despite this defeat, they're still very close to Leon and Tigres as far as uh, offense and defense because they've scored 23 goals and they've conceded 10. So, uh, and those are the only teams that have gotten over 20 goals. Only those te- only those three teams have managed to score over 20 goals. Uh, so that's, and, and their next match is going to be a good one because they, they will face Cruz Azul. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and well, they play, and they're playing them at home. So, I mean, it, it should be a good, you know, th- those two games, they should say a lot because these are teams that could very well face each other in Liguilla. So, um, Tigres America and, and Cruz Azul, Cruz Azul uh, Monterrey, and, and uh, these were some of the protagonistas from the last playoffs, you know, especially with America and Cruz Azul having been in the final and the two Monterrey teams, which were heavily favored as well. So that's that's going to be very interesting. Uh, and then going down to fourth, in fourth place, we have America with 19 points. And America's been, uh, yeah, they just won the Clasico, man. Big 2-0 win at the Zombie Life. He handed Chivas a pretty tough defeat since they had played for the Copa. Well, they had eliminated Chivas in the Copa as well. So then a few days later, they go and they smack them again. So, but so America's doing, uh, they're pretty good now. They're in fourth, 19 points. They scored 18 goals. They've conceded 13. So not, not as, Contundente, as they say, as the top three, but still, you know, they're still a dangerous team. Uh, so that's that's why the the Tigres game is going to be pretty big because they're they're facing uh, one of the stronger opponents. It's always, you know, it's always good to see how they match up. Yeah, I, th- I think the the main difference with America has been Nico Castillo coming in. He's I noticed in the uh, in the first Chivas game, he was subbed out in the second half, and he seemed, I think it was in the second half, he seemed he wasn't too happy. And then after the game, they asked him why, uh, if he was upset and and why, and uh, he said he was upset because he wasn't at the at the level of playing that he wanted to be at. Um, but then, you know, I think he he did very well in the on the game on Saturday as well. And they just hustled, they just hustled out, hustled Chivas. And I don't think they're, like you said, they're not as top as the Leon team or the, as Leon and the Monterey teams, but uh, they have a good mixture of, of, of high level players. And then just the hustle and the drive that they have. Yeah. And they are, they are the defending champions, Chiquis. So, I mean, if they show one thing is that, you know they know how to win. They know how yeah. to win those those big the big games. You know the tough games, which again we're gonna see when they face Tigres. We're gonna see how they match up. Um, yeah, they have they have. Uh, I mean, like like you said, they're, they're champions. They have experienced players, especially uh, in the goalkeeper with uh, with Homie. 
what's his name? Marquesin. Uh, Mar- Marquesin. And yeah. Uh, even though I guess today there's been some a little bit of uh, spouting of the mouth by Herrera. I don't know if you heard on Picante, he was saying that uh, he pretty much just outed Henry Martin, saying that he's not, oh. you know, a, a well-rounded player such as Nico Castillo. He's not. He's not as rounded as Nico Castillo. He was sort of yeah. comparing the two, and and you know, it was sort of uh, a lot of people saw that as like <laughs> disrespectful to the, Henry Martin. Yeah, that that's um, always been Piojo's downfall. He's sometimes his mouth, you know. Yeah, gets him so in trouble. You know, yeah, that could, that could, I mean, that could affect. I don't think it should, but you know, all those, you know, Henry Martin and could get his feelings hurt. Things could happen. But uh, yeah, in the yeah, because I, I, I do know uh, Martin was looking for a contract extension, and he was looking to get more, you know, more shekels and and just overall more money. And so that's that's also in dispute. So who knows if he's just trying to tell him poor rank. Niveles. Yeah. Who knows, man? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what will happen there? Um, and hopefully it's not a distraction for them because America does want that doblete. They do want that Copa MX. They haven't won it since it got relaunched. And one thing we've noticed recently is some of the teams are beginning to take it a bit, a bit more serious just because fans have begun giving it more importance. Well, before they didn't care, uh, now there's, you know, now if, uh, if you get eliminated from the cup, you know, they, they get upset and, and they turn on the team. So, so I think that, that's one of their goals. So uh, continuing continuing here with the league, in fifth place we have Cholos with 19 points. Uh, and they had a big win last week, which was 1-0 against Monterrey. Um, and their next game is against Gallos Blancos. So they should they should stay on track, you know, for Liguilla. Uh, and this is this is also a team that they started, you know, they, they, they weren't looking too good. It didn't seem like Oscar Pareja was gonna stay long in Tijuana and and they haven't lost in league. Since January 26, their last defeat came against Cruz Azul, um, and since then they have seven match undefeated streak, six wins, one draw. So uh, uh, that's a team that we should be keeping a closer eye on. Chiquis, uh, I, I didn't pay much attention with Cholos. You know, I, I couldn't tell you who who their top player is, but uh, we're gonna have to start. Keeping notes because they they're looking Liguilla bound. Um, yeah, they have a. I mean, they have the they have a standout goalkeeper in Lahoud, and they. Uh, I guess they have some. Google is of course over there. I don't did know. Did you say Google, much. dude? Yeah, the former Torres. Chiva. He's former scoring Chivas. goals though. Uh, he. he I mean, assist? I don't think recently. I don't think recently, but uh, he has previously. I think earlier in the you season. You know what? John is not here, but he could probably verify if, because Kubo was in MLS, and I'm not sure if he played under Pareja. So I confused the, the teams. Oh, no. No, he played in Houston. Pareja was and, with Dallas, FC Dallas. Ah, there you go. See? Houston, yeah. There you go. 
but I'm sure he must have known him a bit. I don't think it made a difference, though. I, I think Kubo was there before him. Um, but, yeah, I'm surprised Kubo was there. Uh, he yeah, was at one point one of the – he was like trophies before there was a trophies. <laughs> and he he was doing good. Uh, he was doing really good in MLS. Then he came – they brought him back to Mexico, and they were trying to give him a hard push. And he ended up in this – this girl was claiming rape. Uh, and it was a big mess, and then nothing came of it. It turned out that she was trying to like get money from him. Um, but that that just you know it it hindered his career a bit. And Sholos uh, Ch- uh, also is in Copa MX, so they'll play America. They're, so they're doing good all around. Oh man, that's another Surprising yeah. That should be that should be a good. A good matchup right there. Um, yeah, Cholos. And then you mentioned El Brian. And El Brian, he's one of the top goal scorers uh, with nine, with Alon Angel Mena. So, Brian Fernandez for Necaxa. And, and we mentioned him because Necaxa is in sixth place. Soon to be Brian Fernandez. <clears throat> Excuse me, of Cuba, <laughs> America. Awesome. You know what? I. Wow, that would be interesting, Yon. If they do snatch him up, uh, maybe. And then, so can we see Henry, Henry Martin Henry going to be on the bench even more? <laughs> no, he'll go to Necaxa. It'll be the trade. It'll oh, they're going to diss him like that. That's messed up. They've always <laughs> done that. They've always sent players to Necaxa. They even sent Cuauhtémoc, man. If, if they send Cuauhtémoc, they'll send Henry Martin along with a six pack and a in a pallet of gancitos, you know, yeah. <laughs> but maybe, Hey, glad to have you on board. Yon. We weren't sure if you were going to, if no, you were going to be able to make it. good to be with you guys. I'm actually up in the, in the, the Dallas Fort Worth area tonight and Oklahoma tomorrow, but, uh, no, have ha- happy to be on. It was, uh, it's been a, oh. a, a good, a good week to have a podcast for sure. We'll, we'll we'll finish with Liga, and since you're on, uh, then I guess we could do we could do selection talk. But sure. we're 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 just profiling the top teams, and then we're gonna do a quick a quick uh, look so into when when match week twelve. Teams, does that mean that you don't we don't we're not including neither Chivas nor Pumas because they are no longer top teams. Yeah, we don't have, we don't have to, but we could talk about them since there is there is curiosity over those teams and and they will play each other in match week twelve. That's right. That's uh, right. So yeah, but uh, let's make them wait because then you know we get the quejas that we don't talk about the other teams. Uh, so here is Necaxa. So yeah, Necaxa is doing good and and they're in sixth place and they should most likely stay there. Or, or, uh, cause they're playing Veracruz next. So that's, and then they're playing them at home. So they, they just got a big win having beat Santos two to one. And you know, you know what? I made a mistake earlier, uh, John and Cheekies. I claimed that, that only three teams had broken the 20 goal barrier. Uh, Necaxa actually has scored 22 goals. But they have allowed 17. 
They've um, scored I'm just, just going to stop you right there, Hoyt, and just make an announcement <laughs> that this is the first time we've ever made a mistake <laughs> here on the Cantina and Mekis podcast. So it's uh, yeah, it, it, it is quite a momentous a momentous occasion, and uh, we hope that it, that uh, we'll go another another four years before we make our next uh, another four. Next yeah, year. it's like uh, Aztecaso. Please, like, please, please continue. It's like in the, like so, the So you're saying you're saying Nekaxa is, is playing well, and they have they have a, a really good uh, offensive player and and and, and Brian. Yeah, and Brian, future Club America player. Yeah, you know if you're one of the other teams, I'll just I'll do a very Club de Cuervos type of thing and send someone to injure him before playoffs. You take that guy out, and Necaxa might deflate a bit. Who is Necaxa's coach right now? You know, I was hoping you would know, John. I was like, who is John Wickham? That's Memo Vasquez. Oh, man. There you go. The former Puma. He's a good coach. I don't understand why he doesn't get more opportunities at... at, at, uh, at other clubs. I mean, I would love for Pumas to have him back. I mean, I mean, in all honesty, I don't know why he ever left. I mean, you know, he goes to Pumas. He, he made him a champion in 2011. They got rid of him the very, like, the very next day. They couldn't afford to pay him. So he comes back to Pumas. He takes him to the final. He comes within within hitting the post uh, to uh, coming back from a 3-0 deficit against Tigres. And uh, they get, you know, he, and he leaves Pumas again the very next year. It's like, you know, Memo Vasquez is, is is a good coach, and you know, for whatever reason, he just uh, it's it's, it's it, it is just absolutely bizarre. So I'm not surprised at all that that uh, that Nick Ox is having a a good little spell here because uh, Memo Vasquez does does he he is a very you know he had brought results at Pumas, he brought results at Cruz Azul, he was at Veracruz, I think it was last year. He actually did okay, you know, considering. I mean, they're just just a a major dumpster fire who. Now, Hoyla, are they, are they gonna are they gonna pay the money that I could lose to stay in, or are they gonna? Yeah, you know, you know what? Um, see, Voldy, the coach, after the defeat, he was saying that that uh, Kuri does have the money to pay it, but that they still feel that they let they let everyone down, and. Uh, well, it wasn't his fault. I mean, they, they were like thirty points behind on the on the, yeah, on they, the table. Yeah, it, it was a given. <laughs> Yeah, that's a given. Uh, yeah, it was a given, and he was saying that. And uh, but they're saying right now. Um, there's there's another play right now. Veracruz has turned into Club de Cuervos. Just one thing after the other, so they're in danger right now of losing. Uh, I believe the stadium and the name. No, but that doesn't surprise me. That just means that they've lined up other investors. Didn't uh, fight this and report that uh, the club has been sold from Kud or that the government is not owning of the state is owning of the club and not Kudi? Something like that. Like they took over yeah, ownership. Yeah. Uh, well, no, it, he signed the deal with the cover with the cover. You know, very close the Cuervos or they. Have a deal tied with the with the with the Gober, uh, you know. And so it was in 2013, and uh, they used the the stadium and the name, uh, but the one condition was that they remain in first division. 
So now that they're relegated, technically, you know, they could say hey, you you got relegated. So you they're going to be the, the, the Tiburones Rojos de Veracruz in Chapala. In Ch <laughs> <laughs> Who? Man, this is probably the, the Gobert asking for for a kickback, you know? Like, hey, well, I mean, the just... reality is, is it is it for at least since I started paying attention again, you know, in the early 2000s, uh, I mean, Veracruz has descended, what, three times at least? Yeah, I mean, I... they don't, they don't, they don't play their way back in. They buy their way back in. So you know, maybe it's time to put the kibosh on. You know, I know Veracruz is, is a club that has a lot of history in Liga MX. You know, they've, you know, they're named after one of one of the, their stadium is named after one of the great Mexican players. Yes. And uh, so they have they have a lot of history and tradition, and I get that, and I, and I appreciate uh, teams and clubs that, that have that, and I think that it does add a lot to the mystique of, of Liga Mekis. But Veracruz is, is just so poorly run, and, and frankly, the, the fans don't deserve it. The league doesn't deserve it. You know, the, 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 name has, the name of the club has been soiled. Uh, it's been dragged through the third. Exactly, <laughs> and has been ever since this guy has been, has, has, has been there. So, uh, you know, if, if he wants to sell it, that's fine, if he, whatever it is. But, but for Veracruz to come back into the, into the you know, earn your way back. Don't uh, don't don't buy your way back. It's uh, it's it's just just very very unfortunate. And if you remember, guys, um, um, we had Jason uh, Markets on the show. Uh, yeah, he'd gone to Veracruz, and he said that Veracruz had the he had the, had the wildest atmosphere of any stadium <laughs> in the Liga uh, Wild in the sense that he said that you could have like 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 they would make Cuba Libre. They're making Cuba Libres in the like like that's what they sold people for Cubas and. So it was uh, a lot of alcohol. Yeah, a lot of the white, the white, the white powder as well. Oh man, <laughs> we did see that in the stadium. But let's not get uh, distracted here. Let's let's just fin let's move on. Seventh place, Cruz Azul, eighteen here points. Come. Here they come. Yeah, the Cruz Azulinos tied with Necaxa at eighteen as well, and only one point from fifth and fourth uh, place, which are nineteen. So Cruz Azul, fourteen goals score, ten against. So that's that's the big. That should be the the, the red flag there, uh, that they've only scored fourteen goals, and um, it's pretty poor, you know. Uh, they have Cartelucho Quemado, and and then the other guy, I forget his name. He came from Chaflas. Um, Caraglio. Caraglio. There you go. They just haven't. They just haven't been able to, even even though uh, Cruzul did come from a big win. And see, this is even more important because uh, they, they beat Pachuca 4-1. So before the match, the last match, they only had 10 goals. Which if you're Cruz Azul and, and you're subcampeon and, and you're candidate to win it, that's that's very poor. Especially when the top teams have double double your goals. Well, um, let's, but let's, let, let's break that down a little bit. Yes, Azul, you know they were in in the final. They were so so they had about a three day preseason, and you know usually teams that play in the final you know, when it comes to the second season, you know it takes them a while to 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 get it going again. So they they, they did have a rough start to the season. I don't think anybody denies that. <clears throat> but, you know they catch their stride. You know and you know if I were a Cruz fan, I would much you know Cruz for forever has started off like super hot and then kind of cooled off. And about the time they get the Nigia, yeah, they're in the slump. And, you know, they'll win the first round, you know, 1-0. The second one, 
on away goals, you know, one one tied with you know an away goal and they'll lose the final. But but what if this Cruz Azul, you know, you know, gets into the league yeah, pretty hot? Then, you know, if I were Cruz Azul then I would be uh, you know well, I, I, would, I would be much, much more bullish on their chances than anything else. But but that's a, like I, I would I agree with all that, but but for and the way I see it for Cruz Azul to get into the Liguilla hard, then their 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 strikers are gonna have to be on fire. One at least one of them is gonna be right up there with with some of the best uh, that we've seen in Liga MX. Just the way Mena has been scoring, um, like like Mena or Brian or even Funes Mori, you know, uh, I, I think they're going to need someone like that that's going to be able to resolve some of the games. And and so that's why, to me, it's a bit alarming. They don't, they don't have that player, and they just lost Elias Hernandez, who, who played a key role last season, and uh, he was... He was just operated, and he's he's gone. He's he won't be back until next season. Yeah, that's a hit. Yeah, um, but but they've been, you know, they've been on a four-match undefeated streak, three wins, one draw, and um, their next match is going to be huge. They play Monterrey, so that's that's going to be a I think it's going to be telling match. We'll the the next what... few games are going to be tough, though. Like what, you said, they have Monterrey, they... they have Monterrey, they have Querétaro, um, which you know. Well, Querétaro maybe right, not but... that tough, yeah. Yeah, Querétaro not, not as tough, but then they have America and Pumas, and those are going to be yeah. tough. Oh, oh man! Imagine being knocked down, or maybe America kicking them out of Liguilla, dude, out of a Liguilla spot. Vicious. So yeah, it's. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they might have mercy, and they might save them for the save them mercy, for the final. Mercy, I, I doubt it. I doubt let, it. Let, them be, let them be a semifinalist again. Yeah, <laughs> a super we'll They have 18 points, and this is yeah, um, they're in seventh. And uh, well, how many? Just, how, well, what jornada is it? Jornada dos coming up. So yeah, jornada dos. Six left. Yes, yeah, so they have 18 points. They can get eight points in six games easily. I don't know eight eight points. Let's see, Monterrey. You think they could get a point? They could get a point from Monterrey. Sure. That's that's gonna be one, but and get it's it gonna be three, that's four. So then get wait, remaining four games, they need to get four points. Well, we'll see. First, first, uh, they're playing Monterrey at away, so it's gonna be an away game. Right. So I mean, let's just say they lose that game. They go up against Querétaro. Uh, is that that's at home? So they could bounce back with three points. Uh, and then who do they go up against, Chiquis? America. Um, yeah, that's an Azteca. And let's let's give them a draw. Well, I'll show mercy. That's four points. And and, and Pumas, then um, Pumas and Azteca. Puma and Azteca, man. I don't. I'll, I'll leave that result up to you guys. Do no you see them? The so then that would be seven points. Mm-hmm. Then they have Lobos or Morelia. They can get one point from Lobos or Morelia. But Lobos has been tough, man. Lobos, <laughs> Lobos has been, has been, uh, they're, they're they in, uh, better. I'll give you that, but I mean, come on. I mean, well, they haven't been a pushover. If, if, uh, if, if Morelia has. Trying to get points from, from Lobos, then, then you don't deserve to be in the league yet. But you know what I'll say now? I think, 
I think um, I'll put the the first six. I'll say their favorites to qualify. Obviously, the top three already, the top four already in. Toronto's looking pretty good, uh, but I think from the seventh, from seventh up until, let me see, um, maybe. Up until Lobos, man. Even Lobos so, still going to so, have a shot. So who's, so who's in seventh? Seventh, Cruz Azul. Azul. So, who's yeah, we're, we're... Who's in eight? Pachuca. Nine. Pachuca. Uh, ninth is Puebla. Ten. Santos, Santos Laguna. Eleven. And then Chivas. So Chivas went from leader. Leader. Leader de la, de, de la Liga MX. They... Leader. A veces, <laughs> a veces... Just... He was just waiting for that word to be John. He was holding that one. El, el super leader. <laughs> and now they're in 11th. That, that's, that's almost Atlas-like. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> well, it's only three, only three points from six. Uh, and true. four that's points true. from fifth. But, yeah, I, but I, I see a big fight. That's, to me, that's going to be the fight from seventh all the way to, like, uh, 13th place. So, uh, see, now you're just being and, mean because you could say 14th where Pumas is. Yeah, so, but Pumas so is 10 points. It, yeah, they're, they're in bad shape. They're not going to make I think, I think 16 points in what six games, and it's not going to happen. That means that they have to win, they have to win five of the six and tie and tie and tie the six. That's not, yeah, if, yeah, just I think because that because they're at 10. If they were at 14, I would have, I would have given more of a fighting chance, right? Uh, but but it's, so yeah, I see it, I see it there, but. Let's let's close off with Ranchuca at eighth. Uh, just we're, as we're giving stats before we go, we go into this, into the other, the other teams. So Ranchuca, they're in eighth place, seventeen points, sixteen goals scored, and eighteen conceded. So they're at minus two. Not good. Not 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 looking too good, man. It's pretty volatile. Uh, they'll have a good game and then they have a really bad one. And that 4-1 loss to Frustazul could hurt them. And their next match is at home against Toluca. But Toluca has, um, they have um, La Volpe. And if he saw, uh, uh, you know, if he saw a weakness there, I'm pretty sure he knows how to exploit it. And, and, and Toluca's been, in their last two games with, with La Volpe, they've gone, they managed four points. So one draw, one one. Uh, one draw and one win. What did they do? So that they they beat. I have it right here. Uh, they beat Atlas. <laughs> Atlas. <laughs> Who so doesn't Atlas. beat? Hey, the, but still, the fifth but, loss in a row. I know, but but Toluca was. I'm not. I'm not. down. down no, no. <laughs> with victory at all. I'm just making fun of the fact that Atlas has lost. Five yeah. In a row. No, Atlas has been the whipping boy. Uh, but Toluca was was pretty bad, man. Everyone was. Whooping them, they were losing at home by like three, four goals. So I mean, this and this is not a very bad team. This was a team that was fighting campeonatos just two seasons ago. They had reached the final against Santos, and and they were just they were one of the top teams, and uh, they fell from grace. So I mean, they still have they still have some uh, gas left in the tank. Where it's like Rafa hire Ricardo Lavolpe to coach Atlas. That is a very good question, and I, John, you know, I haven't heard it said anywhere else except right here at that cantina, which that would have made a lot of sense. 
Because I mean, I mean, the only success Atlas has ever had in my lifetime was with La Volpe's coach and then Rafa. You know, the the one or two seasons, whatever it was that he played for Atlas, where they you know they make it as far as final, which you know is just you know unheard of for uh, for 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 Atlas fans. So you think you know, and especially considering all the players that came out of the you know, then they want to get the the uh, the academia back and everything else. You think that La Volpe would be just the perfect hire. I mean, yeah. said they only have to coach, but just to oversee the whole, uh, which, which, frankly, you know, any any fan of Mexican soccer would 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 be yes, yes, put that man in charge of that of, of the academy. There, it'd be great. Yeah, they, but, you know, he could he could be like the sporting coaching, director. Yeah, there he is, coaching Toluca. <laughs> well, we shall see, man. We shall see what happens with Vigoton, and that was that was interesting why they did not hire him, especially given. Uh, they seem to have a very close relationship, both Marquez and, and La Volpe. So at that. What, at what point, Joel and Chiquis, do you think that when, you know, Rafa is the is the head honcho Atlas, they didn't realize, oh man, it's, I just remember that I'm, that this is Atlas. <laughs> I think now, I think they're stunning on him right about now. How how do I get away from this? Yeah, pretty. Uh... <laughs> but, but you know. Since we're talking about Chaflas, I'm, I'm going to Chivas because they, they did, they have fallen out of, out of Liguilla contention. They are now in 11th place with 15 points. This, and, uh, just like Frustazul, one of their big drawbacks has been they struggle to score goals. They have scored 11 and conceded 11. Uh, but they're, how does this tie with Chaflas? That was their last win, which came uh, two days after two days after Valentine. On February 16th, they beat Chaflas 3-0. Since then, they're on a four-game winless streak. One draw and three defeats. Uh, the last one, big, big loss to America at home. A terrible and... loss. I mean, just they were completely... <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, watching that game, I mean, America has... As a professional soccer team, just completely, completely, they outclassed them. They outperformed. Oh, I mean, I mean, yeah. every, everything. I know. I know that that uh, the Guadalajara had some spurts there at the end, but I mean, just it was. It was just. It was just such a such a well managed professional soccer match. The way the way that it was. It was just clinical. The way that America took care of. Oh yeah, took care but of what Bill- they did. Which, which I'd say speaks highly of Piojo because he, you know, despite despite what he says, you know, he has verbal diarrhea, but his numbers with America, and even in Clásicos, they're they're very good, man. They're positive, and he's already one of the he's already one of the best coaches for America uh, as far as games won and and titles and everything. And and if he stays long enough, he's gonna be the top. As far as like most wins and all of that is concerned, so yeah, Piojo, Piojo doing a really good job, and I'm I'm gonna say also with Chaflas because the three zero that that was the um that was the hat trick for Alexis Vega. He hasn't scored since. Well, has 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 Guadalajara scored since? Yeah, they scored here and there, um, but that was. That was that's that's their ace striker, the guy they paid. You know, they broke the piggy bank to bring him in. 
and he can he just I think he has three goals this season, all of them, all of them in one game. All of them in one which game. Just, which is just Atlas's luck. <laughs> oh, oh, I guarantee you. See, that was the other thing that, that cracked me up was how uh, America was so, you know, they knew they had him on a yellow, uh, Alexis Vega, and they just were, were using, you know, all of their powers to try and, and to try and get that, to try and get that red. And the one that cracked me up the most was when uh, I think it was Aguilera, the 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 America defender, uh, when, when he when he pushed him, and the dude goes flying behind the um, the the advertising signs. <laughs> there was no way that Alexis Vega pushed him that hard. I mean, just in three plays <laughs> alone, it just it was just so obvious that the dude just jumped, and uh, you know he ended up forcing Cardoso, not forcing him, but but Cardoso ended up. Pulling him out in the first half, so you you already burn a sub in the first half for 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 a player. He's like, well, I thought he was, you know, that he was going to earn his. He wasn't going to earn his red. It was, it just wasn't going to happen. I mean, I think I was going to try to get him to do it, but but it wasn't going to happen. And and then you know, just to, to I've already poisoned the the well, so to speak, when it came to that. That when Molina does his when he uh, when he, when he tackles the guy and again, he, he gets a straight red. There was no way that that was that was a straight. That was just a you know of anything, a, you know, like a medium yellow. But the referee <laughs> had it in his head. The well, I better take control of this match. So here you go, and uh, it was uh, you know uh, you know I, again. I mean, I, I I tipped my hat to Blue America and the players. I mean, they they made that happen with with how they were managing the game. And again, I'm not saying that it's you know illegal or whatever it is. You know, you 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 you're, you're playing the game, and that was part of the game. It's a rivalry game, so you know that there's going to be some heated moments. And they they played it absolutely perfect. And it, and and by the time that Chivas was down to ten, and they they couldn't pass much less you know much less score, it was just an absolute an absolutely brilliant move. And then they got the second goal, and you know after that it was it was it was it was uh, academic that America was going to win that game. There was no way Chivas was coming back from that. It just wasn't going to happen. Yeah, it was tough. Tough defeat, and the Chi Hermanos, they're calling for Cardoso's head. A bit unfair, but the uh, club already, uh, they back, they're backing up Cardoso. Gave him the, so the vote of confidence, the dreaded vote at, of confidence. At least to the end of the season, if he doesn't do Liguilla, then he's out, which was pretty much, uh, that's fair. You know, and and I saw that happening since since he arrived. So he will be. But you know what? I think even depending, even if he does get to Liguilla, I do think uh, because I, I see the team doing some heavy investments, and and they will be stronger. And especially if JJ Mack returns, and then there's Tonio Rodriguez, who's who's the goalie at at Lobos, and he's he's having a a very good. Uh, Season, he's having a better season than than Gudinho, who got called up. Uh, but he he's also he still belongs to Chivas, so it'll be good to to have him back. And then you have he's he's I would say he has a bit more experience in first division. He had been playing, he had been getting more playing time until Gota beat him to it. But he he seems he will be a good asset. So I think even if if Cardoso gets to Liguilla, if the team's not playing too good, uh, and the Chivas could manage to get a better coach, 
I, I still see him getting replaced. Well, I don't just think it's going to be very, very difficult for them to get a better coach because I've never been. I, I just, I, just <laughs> I mean, Cardoso really, I mean, well, I mean, honestly, I mean, just, you know, anywhere he's been or there's just, I mean, he's, you know, he's just a guy. I mean, there, there's just, there's nothing special in, in, in the way he plays or anything. Yes. I, th- bring- I think he, I think he'd be an outstanding assistant in helping attacking players. Yeah, as as I agree. Coach, as far as head coach, he just he hasn't shown me anything to. Well, yeah, yeah, I agree, John. But he did have a pretty good season. He did more with Chivas than one expected last season. Uh, to the point that with a lesser squad, he managed to get more points than Mati in his previous two games. Uh, yeah. In his previous, in his last two seasons with Chivas. Well, then he so has to he... be the greatest Chivas coach in history because. <laughs> <laughs> if he's been better than Matias Almeida, who apparently is the greatest coach to us, he's, he's oh man, don't don't even get me started uh, with that. But no, I, I was I was thinking uh, Cardoxo once some of these new transfers came in, some of these experienced players like Camier and Molina and, and all these guys, uh, we were gonna team was gonna be a bit more consistent, but and and they kind of were at the start of the season, but. They've since fallen back. I still think they have some fight, uh, but but I, I would say just like Cruz Azul, you need you need Pulido, you need you need Vega, uh, some of their strikers like uh, what's it, Ronald, to start to start scoring. Because if they can't, then yeah, that's how you win games. Goles, uh, goles on amores. But that's that's pretty much it. And I, so I think it's. This game is going to be pretty pretty big for Chivas uh, against Pumas, and I think a defeat would would sink the team. Uh, they need at least to get the draw to to stay within fight. So it's a, it's a big match for Chivas. Well, Pumas at this point, if they, if they can somehow manage to get twenty points, uh, then I don't know how you feel, Chiquis, but but that to me would be a you know, I'm not gonna say a successful season, but but uh, something that's at least acceptable. But uh, to me, if if, they, if they're in the teens, then uh, it's just a, just just a, an absolute disaster. But we don't uh, we don't have to get into that. You say you want to talk about the national team? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're we're pretty much done with with the Liga. We already did. So we talked about some of the what teams, what are the best games for Granada Doce. Uh, the, you know, just to recap, the top three games are going to be America, America Tigres, Cruz Azul, Monterrey, and uh, why not Chivas well, Pumas? It's, it's just like a, because like they CDMX and Monterrey cartoon crossover where the, where the, <laughs> the two big sides are playing each other. Yeah, those, <laughs> those are and and uh, yeah, selección now because this Friday will be the debut of Tata Martino with with the selection uh, Mexico facing Chile. You are you and the profit going down, Joel? Yes, sir. We will be doing the the road the two hour road trip to San Diego. It's like forty miles away, but it takes two hours. Well for for profe. Profit's further than me. No, oh, that's right, that's right. He lives in Long Beach. So is he gonna pick you up? Yes. Yes, that's the plan. No, no, the game's at seven, so you guys are gonna you're gonna get there like at three or four, right? You're not gonna get there at yeah, no, we're we're, we're planning <laughs> we're planning on leaving by midday. All right, 
get there and uh, got got invited to a tailgate. Uh oh, what tailgate yes. did y'all get invited to? It's it's the um, Corazon Azteca tailgate. Is that the the nineteen twenty seven one or is it no? That's one? a different one. Damn, that's a different one. The, 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 yeah, the nineteen twenty seven guys are going to be pretty tied up because they uh, uh, the majority of them are LAFC fans. And uh, they're gonna be doing a, do- a doble, a doble jornada, um, a lot of traveling for them. So they're they're keeping it low, low pro, from what I heard. Uh, but the Corazon Azteca was one of the, they were one of the big, um, big fan groups in during Russia, as I'm being told. They were one of the, the you know aficionados. They got a lot of camera time. So I don't I don't know. We'll see we'll see how it goes. Oh, is that the Mexican-based club, Mexican-based group? Yeah, Mexican-based? I don't think they're out of the U.S., are they? Oh man, see, I don't know. I just, I just get the invite. I hear tailgate and beer, and I'm like, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. How I'm there. You, how did you get the hookup, Joel? What did you, did you, get I, I, you know, cantina. We we got friends in high places. Uh, no, I, I was just, you know, as it happens with a lot of the, when there's a lot of the friendlies. Uh, a lot of the Levi makes English crew. They work for the different different outlets or different podcasts. We usually hit each other up to see who's going, and and a lot of times we meet up and hang out. Yeah, but how did you how did you hook up with the Corazon Azteca? Oh, a, a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, uh, who was an original of the Cantina podcast. He was in the very first, maybe the first two or three. Podcast uh, is Ivan. Uh, he he does photograph, and he's a very good writer. He's he's written for uh, different outlets, and he's he's gonna be out there too. And uh, got got the invite. Well, th- well, I mean, I'm still waiting for for my invitation. Go ahead. I mean, we haven't we haven't. Why so. didn't know you guys were going to the San Diego? Because <laughs> if you were, then you guys would, yeah, you by default, you would be invited. <laughs> um, but right, yeah, so, yeah. So Mexico's playing in Santa Fe. The team's already in San Diego, which I think was a smart move instead of making them all fly to Mexico City and spend the day in Mexico City. You know, they're they're all in San Diego, so, so obviously they're shooting their commercials in San Diego. And I think that that was one of the things that Tata Martino was. Uh, talking about as far as like the you know the the, the time that they have but uh, so the Gatito Corona did not come apparently he had some sort of injury now they're saying it's fate right <laughs> because apparently he'd been playing for the last three games so it's like if you have this injury then why did why were you playing um, you know, Porto did not say you had an injury so all of a sudden you have an injury and uh yeah, so that's uh, that's that's a that's a little fishy. So I think that we can. Uh, so right off the you know from the from the very first call up, there's already there's already friction between the players and the coach. Yeah. Uh, right off. The didn't bat. didn't he say there's going to be reper- uh, repercussions to his actions? He did. He said that, he said that he's going to make Tecatito come on the cantina and make his podcast for 20 minutes. The next the next call up as as punishment for mandatory <laughs> press press obligation. That's right. That's right. And Car- Carlos Vela also getting a little bit of uh, apparently no, he. I, but but Carlos Vela's different. 
But that's different yeah. though because yeah, yeah. I, no wait wait you can say he rejected because that would be if his list if his name came out and then he said I'm not going. He he did meet up with Tata, and you know, no, when, probably. And he probably said, "Don't call me up until the Gold Cup or something." Right, because I'm trying to get it going with. I mean, he's he's just starting his season, so he's yeah. not as yeah. I totally understand that. And yeah, and you know. Let us remind fans here how before, was I think was, was when he was with Arsenal, he will get called up and then he'll get like a lesion or he'll end up like just getting dropped for the, for the week game. Uh, yeah, but in, I, fact, in fact, when we talked to Tom Marshall about it, he said that that was, that was you know, Arsenal, Arsenal loved Carlos Vela. They, they, they thought that they, they thought the, the, the world of him. But but his the biggest problem he had was getting called up for Mexico and having to go to Mexico and lose that week and then come back and lose and you know lose a week and a half two weeks just just recovering from 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 the or he come back injured whatever it was so uh, you know you, you know those the, in those early days uh, it was it was more of a it was more of a drawback for him than it was you know a prize or you know some, something more alluring so. I mean, I, I, I mean, especially now. I mean, he is. I mean, I, I don't think there's any doubt in anybody's mind that outside of you know, you know, uh, slap them just because of that. But I mean, I, you know, I, I, I don't would not hesitate to say that Carlos Vela is easily the best player in MLS right now. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. So that, I mean... The reason. Well, real, real quick, the reason that uh, well, the tweet that I saw that. He gave Carlos Vela gave for not wanting to be called up was that he understands that there's a new generation coming in, and he wanted to give uh, give way to those new players. But uh, the, the problem with that is I don't really see him. I don't see a replacement for him truly out of the new generation. So but I think I, he's I, still valuable. I think right there he was just being, you know, he was just being nice. Just being politically correct. He's saying, I, I, I you... you know, said, dude, no offense. I know what you can do. I don't, I don't need to, I don't need to see you. Yeah, I heard that also a while back. But also, he yeah, might he... not have the, the commercial obligations like a Chicharro might have. Because uh... they're tight, they're tight with, with, you know, sponsors and stuff like that. Yeah, Bella, one of the Bella, reasons why I've been in San Diego all week because, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, the, the L.A. production crews are only, what, an hour and a half away? So they can shoot all sorts of commercials in, in, in San Diego. Yeah, I, I just think Bella's never been, uh, you know, uh, he's never cared for all that uh, extra stuff. But, uh, but I'm glad he's taking the club serious here, you know, because in the past we've seen how, other Mexican players would, would take any call up as an excuse to get out of club duty, and and I I see him taking t- taking the the team very serious, and it's it's you know that that's just that's I see it as as a positive. No, I mean he's I mean he obviously has uh, has has embraced his role as the the leader and ambassador of that team. And, uh, I mean, I would have to think, uh, Hoenda, just, you know, living in Los Angeles that, you know, I know that they have like the LeBrons of the world there and then this and that, <laughs> but I mean, I've got to think that Carlos Vela is, you know, his name gets banked about quite a bit now. Like, you know, I'm 
I'm sure that he, uh, you know, is, 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 is become, you know, has, has that kind of, you know, is starting to develop a pretty decent amount of star power and pull in, in, in the city of Los Angeles. I mean, and there's a lot of competition. You know, they have two soccer teams. They have two football teams. There's two baseball teams, two basketball teams, and two hockey teams in LA. So there are 10 professional teams in Los Angeles. Yeah. Did you say two baseball teams? I did. Okay. I didn't hear that. Yeah. Two yeah. baseball, two football, two basketball, two hockey, and two soccer. Yeah. Dos de cada uno. Yeah. That is, uh, that, that is a lot of ticket buying by fans. And, and I have to think that the, you know, with LAFC, with the early success that they've had, I got to think that that, that ticket's probably a little harder to come by than, uh, than some folks otherwise might think. So, you know, you know, like, like, like Juan said, it's a, it's good to see Carlos Bernat, you know, embrace that role and take that role seriously. So, uh, I mean, it is, it is unfortunate that he is, you know, on, on the wrong side of 30 now as far as national team stuff, but I mean, I mean, you know, like, you know, you know can, can, is, is it okay? Do we have, do we have permission to enjoy his, 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 his career and his exploits, you know, for what he's doing at the club level too, or, 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 or is he only allowed to have success on the national team? Yeah, that, that's it's, where we see the fans are very, uh, you know, they they don't take a lot of these things into consideration. They, they just care more for the national team and and then anything else. Just you know, let let the chips fall where they may. Well, it makes it easier when he's playing with MLS teams. Huh? Also, hopefully this this year he doesn't get alphaed by uh, Ibrahimovic like he did last year. <laughs> so all the best to. Carlos Vela. So the game is against Chile in San Diego. Chile. Uh, uh, Friday night. I believe it's like, like it's, it's late. So actually be able to, because uh, I have my Thunder Show, which will probably be, oh, actually my Thunder Show is actually over at nine. So oh. I'll be able to, yeah, so I will be able to, uh, to, to enjoy it on my, on my way back to, back to Austin. You know, I, I want to maybe, Maybe we can, uh, Profe, we could uh, broadcast something from the stadium. Well, we'll do it after because you can't broadcast during. Oh, no, no, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah but, uh, I mean, you, we can certainly do some post-game stuff for sure. Probably during halftime we could sneak out and just, you know. <laughs> give us a give us like, update. The only problem is sometimes uh, if they don't have good Wi-Fi, Sometimes the cell the cell signal is really saturated, but yeah, you you can do like a live or something. Well, you can do halftime from the press box. You just can't do it during the game. Yeah, but you can do it. You can do it from the press box for sure. Yeah, give your yeah, thoughts I, I or whatever. You there'll be other ones doing it. So, yeah, you should, y'all should definitely consider. It. Yeah, well, we'll try to tweet, maybe live tweet. If you, yeah, you can do live, and then the, the video will be on there. Of course, you're going to be live. Or if you want to do, like, a video recording and then send it to me, I can, uh, or if you can do it yourself, I can post it on the social media. Whatever you want. So Put a little uh, Cantina logo on there. We have the... Uh... 
of the cop, and I, I'm going to guess that the European players are going to head back to their clubs after the game. Is uh, is, is my guess. Uh, I mean, there's really no point in them sticking around uh, for for two of these, and then having to fly back on Wednesday or Thursday, and and only have a day. So, uh, you know, uh, you know, well, I guess there's a lot of questions to be asked. You know, what formation is Pepe going to? Is he going to? Is he going to do a four four two? Is he going to do a? You know, is he going to do a four one? A four one two one, or a four four one two one. I mean, what? How, how is? Well, that, that's that's way too many. <clears throat> There's um, is he is he a you know a four three three guy? Is he is he a línea de cuatro? Is he línea de cinco? You know, is he is he going to start Chicharito with with uh, with Jimenez, or is he going to just have you know one kind of pivot and then two wingers? So there's there's you know there's a lot of unknowns with what you know how he's gonna you know how he's gonna shape the team and you know and the reality is that he's got a you know at least on the you know some of the higher profile positions he's got a lot of guys that are playing really well right now with uh, with Raúl Jiménez who's having just an outstanding season and at Blackburn uh, knocked Manchester United out of the FA Cup over the weekend which is no small feat. You know that's uh, I mean you you, you you can't let that a bigger than that. And, yes. I mean, and he's already the he's he's said to become the biggest transfer uh, ever for a Mexican player. Yes, absolutely. I mean he's he's gone from fifteen to twenty two, and the next jump's probably going to be what we're like like thirty eight to uh, forty five or so. Yeah, yeah. I was hearing in the forties, and what's promising is that. There's two other guys that could equal or surpass that with uh, Chucky and Linus. Right. So it's uh, it's looking pretty good for Max heading into Qatar 2022. Uh, let's knock on wood. Hope we don't, you know, you know, we don't curse. You know, let's let's just badmouth the team so that uh, exactly. You know, but but no charsal. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, Raúl Jiménez is at an age, you know, at a position that he plays where, you know, he's 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 coming into, you know, his the most productive part of his career, with with the style that he plays. Now, again, he's not the fastest guy, but you know, Raúl Jiménez is great with his head, great with both feet. He has uh, a really good technical, you know, so, you know, for for a bigger guy, he 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 knows what to do with the ball, and uh, you know, that was really evident in the goal that he scored. Uh, I guess it was last week against uh, Chelsea, where they, they they got going on the counter and really, you know, he he ended up scoring the goal on a, you know, kind of shot that, in all honesty, kind of you know, luckily rolled in, but the pass he made from uh, to, to to spring his forward before he got the pass to shoot was just this this crazy touch that that he just it was the only way he could play it and he played it perfectly. I mean, it really was just he just has a great awareness. Of, of what he can do with his body, and 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 where his teammates are on the pitch, and that's and then again that's something that's just not coachable, and uh, and so I really do think that the uh, Raúl Jiménez is uh, deservedly, you know, we were finally starting to see the fruits of a guy that would that we all knew all along had had the talent and the capability to do so. So I'm glad to see that uh, that 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 portion of his game is starting to catch up because he really has been. Uh, uh, a really good, just a, an incredibly good player for for, for Blackburn, and and Blackburn is they're having the best season they've had in like in like fifty years. Yep. So, um, good for him. Yeah, 
You know, you know, Jimenez for a while, we, you know, it seemed like he might not be able to outlive that, that golazo he scored against, what's it, against Panama. Right. The scissor kick, the Chilena goal, was it Chilena? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, to keep Mexico at the World Cup. And, and after that, it seemed like he hadn't done anything close to that. But what we're seeing now, that pretty much, uh, it's it's testament of what he's capable of. So it was yeah. it was in there, man. It was just waiting to to come yeah. out. Now, you know, when he was at Benfica, you know, he definitely had, you know, he scored some big goals in the Champions League and they were the Champions League. He had, a, you know, when, when Ben Munich was really strong, uh, he, if I'm not mistaken, he either got, the, got a go-ahead or an equalizer against them that was just, they ended up losing the match later on, but it was just absolutely massive. I mean, just, just this huge goal. So he certainly has had spurts and moments of that, but he hasn't really put it all together for one season. So it's, it's, uh, it is, uh, it, it, it is fun to watch. And he's, he just got a, He's just, he's just an infectious player. You know, he's a lot like, um, uh, it reminds me a lot of, uh, uh, it sucks getting old. I can't remember the name. Uh, oh, it was, um, I can't remember. Anyway, yeah. So we have him. You know, Mexico has him. And then there's Chucky, who's had a good, you know, Chicharito just had a a, a, a crazy two-goal spurt in what was like three minutes against uh, 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 Jean-Luc Picard's team, uh, Huddersfeld. Huddersfeld. <laughs> Jean-Luc Picard? Yeah, he's uh, that, that that's his team. <laughs> did, did you not know that, Chucky's? No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jean Luc. Jean Luc. Uh, when when they made the when they were promoted a couple of years ago, he was he just went he went bananas. He, he couldn't believe it. it Chikis is not a Trekkie. It was the. Uh, it was the He's uh, a Twilight fan. Oh, oh. <laughs> Team Edward. That's I'm a Riverdale Riverdale fan. <laughs> and then you know, as far as the list that came out, I mean, there really wasn't. I mean, I don't think anybody could say, "Oh, why wasn't this guy? Why wasn't this guy?" I mean, it was it was a fairly decent list. It was. You know, out of everybody that was on there, I mean, it was, you know, there's not one thing where there weren't any quote unquote glaring omissions at all. Um, you know, we saw, you know, obviously, that that doesn't have the the same criteria for certain positions as uh, as Osorio had. You know, namely, that they have to be six feet tall. So we see, you know, uh, uh, Gallitos back, and and then some of the quote unquote you know smaller smaller players. He's obviously looking like he wants to go, you know, use uh, the wingbacks as wingbacks again. There, there's a couple of those on the team. So instead of having, uh, you know, four centrales in the back, it looks like Mexico's going to go back to having the two big centrales and the two wingbacks and, uh, you know, like a, you know, an actual, you know, a midfield midfield. So uh, just gonna, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. And of course, they play Chile, and uh, we all know the implications of that. Uh, unfortunately, we're not going to see Mexico play Osorio with with Paraguay uh, a couple of days later up in Santa Clara. But but uh, well, so what what is your what is your expectation? Juan is this? Uh, I mean, it, I mean, obviously, win or losing doesn't really matter. But, but, but I mean, is, is is Martino going to be able to start to to uh, implement? what it is that he wants to do with the team. And what, I mean, are you going to see any signs of that in the first game? Or are you just think it's going to be? No. 
we shall see a bit of of the style at least more than anything the style of what to expect the style of play for Mexico and um he's counting on all the players so i i think uh, the fans should be in for a treat especially playing chile and if it should be a very open game tech oriented especially if chile goes out and um i i i see I see Tata starting more with the right foot, with media and fans, as opposed to JCO. Right. Well, he already has. I mean, you know, Juan Carlos Osorio from the very first question in the press conference was 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 being vilified. So, uh, you know, Tata Martino is going to have a, a bit of a honeymoon period, but it's, uh, you know, when when you know that that one loss that shouldn't happen happens is, is when that's gonna that's gonna end and it's gonna come you know come down very quickly so but i'm sure he has i mean he's coached at other places where uh, uh he said to do with that kind of pressure so i don't i don't think it's gonna be anything that he can't handle because uh, it's definitely gonna happen with uh with i have a i have a feeling he's easily rustled. i have a feeling he's gonna be easily rustled but just but based by on who? But Just by, based on, by the by the press, yeah, he might he might he might get is, sassy with the press eventually. But, but the press isn't gonna they're not they're gonna treat him with like kid gloves. So they're not gonna be as out for blood as much as they were for Osorio, or as much as oh, they yeah. are for you for the Mexican coaches. Yeah, I think. Yeah, my my main my main interest in uh, I retweeted a guy who pretty much tweeted out all the stats, like all the great goals Chicharito has scored, uh, Raul Jimenez. Everyone is doing well. Chucky, I think, scored and got some assists. Yeah, he's been scoring. Um, everyone is, like in Europe and all these Mexicans that are on the national team are doing very well. But the question is, once they get together and play together on the national team, how are they going to fare? How is it going to be? And yeah, but this, this I, I can very easily see it going not, not very well. I mean, I'll, I don't see, I'm they, not going to see it translate. But uh, these guys, they know each other. Um, yeah, they've been playing together now for what, going on, what, six years? Yeah, a lot of these guys, like like Jimenez, he's not new to the Selección. Yeah, what uh, I'm saying is I'm, I'm, not gonna, I'm not sure that all this success that they're having with their clubs is all of a sudden going to come together just because they're together on the national team. So I wouldn't oh, be surprised oh, if they struggle no a little bit. There's no question that's going to happen. I mean, yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, so, it's, not so like, the, it's not like these guys haven't played with each other before either. Oh no, yeah, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not referring to that. I'm referring to all the hype that's coming off the club, their club oh. success. Um, everyone is expecting, you know, Raúl Jiménez to score two goals in one game, or like, like just all these, the, all the success translating over to the national team, which I'm not entirely sure is going to be the case. But we'll see. We'll see. What are you calling a wussy? Juan. Profe, did the, did the Lakers win tonight? Hey, uh, you know what? You know what, uh, Jan? I, I apologize, man. I'm I'm coming out of a practice. I had a a meeting with uh, you know my team or the, you the lay down the, law? The, the, the the directiva. Did you lay down the law, Profe? Uh, absolutely, dude. I, I, I'm no Matias. I'm no Cardoso. They don't they don't push me around, man. Are these your the U sixes that you're dealing with? Uh, yeah, no, that's uh, that's El Profe Preciado down in San Diego. I got, I got the U7s, dude. Come on, come on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, by the way, John, 
I, I just wanted to mention, you know, finally I'm able to jump back on, on the, the podcast. We're, we're doing the LeBron thing with me, right? Where uh, you're managing my load. Right? That's right. That's right. You, you were. Uh... <laughs> Sin albur. We're, we're, watching, we're, we're watching your minutes. We're watching your minutes, bro. We want to make sure that, uh, that you don't overdo it. Yeah. Yeah, boy. How's it going, everybody? Good evening. Thank you guys for accepting my call, by the way. I didn't realize that we had that. I didn't realize we had an option to 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 say no. You you don't have color ID. Profile since we're maybe maybe you can enlighten us on what 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 fact fact I'm going to fire the the style or formation that you know of is he. Is he, a, a, is, he a, is he like a really strict, this is my formation and this is the way we're going to play and this is just how it's going to be? Or is he more pragmatic? Does, does he base his his uh, his tactics based on the players that he has? Uh, el Profe uh, uh, Bielsa Jr. Bielsa Light. Tata Martino. Yeah, you got up a little, you know, correctly. Um, so, 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 so he's a Bielcista. Yeah, dude. So he's he's not gonna. I, I don't think he's gonna. You know, he's he's one of the. You know, you call me profe. Well, this guy's like the profe de los profes. You know, the only his only profe is Bielsa. So he's he's coming to teach. He's not coming to to uh, to to adapt too much. I don't. I don't. I don't expect him to adapt too much to to the Mexican player too much. I think uh, you know he'll try to use uh, the players that have the strengths that he's looking for, uh, which might not be the best players per se. Well, I mean, let me ask you this: so, say he's a Bielsa. When I when yeah. I think of the Bielsa game, I think of like, like a like a like a possession oriented game uh, where they clog the midfield with 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 talented players. And, and and they look to probe the other team and uh, and you know basically bore them to death, you know make them chase and then they pounce and they get a couple of plays and you know things work out. But with with Barakai at the 2010 World Cup, I mean he was extreme. They were absorbent counter game because they didn't have the the off players that that, that Gina had where Yanks could exploit that. So, so in that sense, he did adapt to the players that he had, and and then played a completely different uh, style than what I would consider the Bielsa style. Now, I, I could be wrong because I'm, I'm not a, I'm as, as learned in the in the Bielsa philosophy as you are. Yeah, no, he. Uh, you know what? I don't re- I don't recall about uh, why uh, too much, but I do remember he tried to impose a style on them, and they ended up. Uh, you know, Eagle ended up steamrolling them, right? In the 07? Well, Ugo did, of course. I mean, I mean, but, Ugo, yeah, Ugo. Ugo beat the Tata Martino. But Tata Martino made a terrible mistake in that game against Mexico because if y'all remember, it was 0 0 and it a penalty because the Oli was the last end and he, he called. Oh, then I think it was Nick Castillo. So the, the, it was red. The goalie was red. 
you know, take another player and have somebody else and ended up sacrificing one of their defensive midfielders instead of a four. To me, it was like just so incredibly disrespectful to Mexico. And Mexico's like, wait a second. We're, we're about to go up 1 0, and you're going to take out your defensive midfielder against us. So we're going to dominate, and we're going to, I mean, and, and sure, I mean, they, Mexico ended up doing what one would expect to do to that, and they, they beat them 6 0. So uh, I've never quite understood why he would do that. And, uh, but, you know, he didn't get the last lap because by the way, he came within. Within a, a missed penalty of, of beating Spain in the 2010 World Cup in the semifinals. In fact, it should have been Spain. So, and then, uh, you know, in the long run, we're not. And of course, what was on in, the, in Johannesburg on the football Picante panel, getting yelled at by the other Mexican Germans. Because you're not allowed to be a, a, a Mexican star in, in soccer outside of Mexico. Car, your car noises. Your so, vehicle's so making ask, noise. One. Let me ask you this. So, so Diego Lainez is uh, is, is going to be in the in the uh, call-ups. Probably go back. I said with uh, with when the Europeans go back and first took a picture with Messi over the weekend. And you would have thought that he took a picture with the devil. Well, some of the some of the Mexican press react. This act, you know, of, of a kid take someone who was obviously he's looked up to most of his playing life. That's you know, someone that he probably idolized. Do you guys see anything wrong with getting taking a picture like that after after a match? I, I could say yes, but I mean I don't really have a problem. I can I, can, I see where they're coming from. Um, there was a tweet that I saw that said, uh, it, you know, it had the picture of them both, and it said the best person, the, be- the best soccer player in the world and, Le- and Lionel Messi. And, and that's, that's, sort of, that's sort of the perspective that they're coming from. They, they want Mexican players to not always, like, um, look at these players like Messi and Ronaldo with, uh, with uh, you know, with, while drooling and, you know, looking up to them like they're god figures that they can never be to, like a Mexican can never you know, gain that stature. Um, so that's, you know, that's the, I think, going the to, issue with that. I'm not going to be saying this. You know, when I see the prophet, and I see his, just the, that he carries himself. You know, I was looking and, you know, make sure that that doesn't, uh, you know, that doesn't affect my game. So, so it's probably that we're not so, I don't know if you're worried, but you guys are going to a tailgate. I think you're cutting out a little, John. Is... Hey, hey, Beto, so uh, you don't have Cristiano Ronaldo tattooed on your butt? No. No. Profe, like, like I, I, was, I, was about, I was about to say, for, for Profe, if, uh, if Bielsa ever comes to L.A., are, are you going to go and help him with his bags? <laughs> you're going you're gonna, to, like... Can I take your bags to your hotel, sir? <laughs> no, he's gonna he's gonna set the code like like Osorio for for, for Bielsa. <laughs> it's gonna be the, he's gonna be Bielsa's code center. Oh, they. That true. That true, Juan. 
Let you guys. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a Captain America and say I understood that reference. <laughs> Are you picking up Joel on your San Diego this weekend? Wait, wait. I, I thought it was next weekend. No, it's it's this it's Friday. It's this Friday, dude. Oh yeah, yeah, it? man. We're gonna we, we haven't. Uh, I don't think we've agreed uh, on the meeting uh, the meeting place, but. Uh, uh, Jolie's been mentioning he's uh, he's gonna polish his one v one skills. He's got a, a rematch uh, coming up uh, with with a journalist. Uh, well, apparently you guys are going to a, you com. guys are going to a big tailgate too. Yeah, we're, we're gonna, the the plan is to be there early. We got uh, the LA traffic uh, to compete with. It's Friday, you know, coming out of LA. We're hoping to. It's well, Friday. Yeah, Friday and the is the worst, man, in LA. Right, so you have to leave like at like at eight thirty in the morning to get there by four o'clock in the four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, man, pretty much. Okay, so so you guys are gonna go to this tailgate, and then you guys you can't you can't be stinking of beer when you go into the press box. So you're gonna have to moderate. Well, remember, remember you're there in a professional capacity. Bring your cologne. That's right. Maybe All you right. Have to, yeah, just bring the cologne, and, and, and if you're wearing a dress shirt, make sure that the, that the top three buttons are not buttoned. <laughs> Show your manly chest. They're buttoned or not? Oh, not buttoned. So we, no, I'm wait, just saying, I, I, I want you to blend in. I want you to blend in. I was trying to hold up like in a Hawaiian shirt and like uh, some flip flops. Well, when I was in LA, I, go ahead, go ahead. Man, I I think Prophet showed up in a tracksuit last time. He was that's wearing like a, the a, whole tracksuit thing. Huh? That's his Bielsa look. That's his Bielsa look. That's his Bielsa look. That's his Bielsa look. Is he wearing his blue blockers too? What? <laughs> and, and, yeah. a blue, and a blue bucket, right? A blue bucket to sit on. But yeah. yeah, this this will be the third the third game uh, we've been to. Profe and I uh, for the cantina. Yeah, who, uh, who who buys the beer? Wow, Jolie, I, I, I didn't realize that you were counting them. Is this uh, I was. You a gift? I have it in the <laughs> in the calendar way. Um, who no? Uh, we did we we missed. Yeah. Are y'all gonna spend the night in San Diego? Or are y'all gonna drive back? Oh yeah, we we didn't plan that far ahead, Yon. No, no, no. the plan is to drive back. I got games uh, on Saturday to go. But uh, yeah, I didn't ask Jolie about. I think we can talk about it now. <laughs> <laughs> you were playing us. No, mine wasn't. I wasn't, but I, I'm. Uh, you know, I would have to ask, I would have to ask for permission. Thank you for the permission. Yeah, to get a permission slip. My permission slip expires at midnight, bro, so we got to leave right after the game. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> kidding, but... <laughs> so, 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 Profe, I believe... Jan, if, if you're asking uh, if we're going to have be wearing uh, um, uh, one of our head and heading down to uh, this place called uh, in Tijuana called Rita's, we, we, I don't think we'll be heading down there. Not is that time. where you see the uh, the live donkey show there in, in, in Tijuana? Why is it that whenever, like, like my immediate reaction 
291 says go to Tijuana. I think donkey show. I don't. I've never seen a donkey show. Chiggies, you, you travel a lot. How how was Negative. it? Negative. <laughs> I don't know ne- Negative. Talking. You don't want to tell us, or I don't know. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I mean, it just you know, at least at least in this part of the world, over here in Texas, uh, you know, you know, TJ just doesn't have a very good reputation. And I'm sure it's a lovely city. And in fact, I've heard it's actually really, you know, parts of it are very nice. And, I, and I'm sure it is. But, uh, you know, I mean, uh, of course, it's not like our border cities are, 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 you know, jewels of the, of the, uh, of the border ourselves. But hey, you know what, uh, Jan, uh, I just remember Beto mentioned to me uh, this great uh, taco place. Uh, it's called the uh, Mama Testas. It's uh, out in San Diego. He said it. He said it's like a little, like a little cart, uh, and that's outside uh, La Cueva del Peludo. You been there, Jolie? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. You, you guys, uh, I couldn't find it on Google Maps. Um, it kept redirecting me. So, Joel, what time are y'all planning on leaving? Like around two o'clock? Yeah, or probably earlier. Uh, uh, Yon, uh, wow. Juan had mentioned midday. I, I, I'm fine either or. No, how, how far is Long Beach from uh, from Orange County? It's like 25, 30 minutes, depending That's traffic. Bad. That's not bad. Nah. And so you're gonna make you're gonna make you're gonna make profit drive for it. Well, yeah, we're we're planning on it, but I mean, he is passing through here. Uh, so I mean, I don't know. We we could we need to talk about it. Yeah, it's on, it's on the way for me. So yeah, I got no problem driving. I'm driving. I think well, uh, what we need uh, to do is one, uh, one of our is... faithful listeners. Yes. We we have uh, one of our faithful listeners, uh, or two of them. They're gonna they're gonna carpool with us. I think uh, this guy wants to take a picture with Jolie. He's he's like his number one fan or something. Our, our, our two, you mean our, our two listeners are, are gonna are gonna carpool with y'all? Yeah, yeah, we, 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 we yeah, man. This guy he wants uh, he wants like Jolie to autograph his shirt and take a picture and all kinds of stuff, dude. It's crazy. Joel, I'm not gonna be honest. With uh, that. that would make me feel uncomfortable. Did I sign a T-shirt? No, that, that that we have such a such a such a loyal fan like that. Yeah, I want to think it's like a little, <laughs> a, little a little creepy. You know, like you're gonna wake up. He's like, I like watching you sleep. There's um, I just got an update. So there's a player conference for Chile. On the twentieth at one p.m. No, it got rescheduled to ten a.m. So, uh, Prof, if you wanna, if you wanna see the the Chilenos up close, ask him some questions. I still love the questions. Tomorrow. Fern. Yes. God bless. <laughs> Are you gonna are you gonna bunker against Argentina? 
I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> I died when I saw that. I heard Fernandez, Oscar that I always asked this question and watched the press conference. I just died laughing. Anyway. He actually got picked, man. That's, <laughs> you know, usually yeah. it's, it's, usually when you're at the, when you're at the press conference, uh, they have someone, someone from media relations and they usually pick the usual suspects, uh, the people that they know and, and usually from the bigger media outlets. And every now and then they'll give, they'll give one of the, the little guys a, a shot at a question. And, uh, and there was a lot of press there because of, uh, it was a centenario. So there was press from all over and he got his shot. <laughs> he took it, man. <laughs> Yeah, that was that's definitely a highlight um, of a Pern. You know, God love Pern. He, we 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 had him. He drove from Phoenix to San Francisco, which which was like a ten hour drive. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and 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 then he's he's in this in, in the stadium in the press box even. Talking to Johnny Rick about how great the puto chant is. So <laughs> 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 okay, tell me how close we came again to losing our. <laughs> oh my god! To, to losing our, our, you know, status to get the credit. Our, our, our favorite status. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. This guy, yeah. Everything we told him not to do, he went and did it, man. He was like, "Hold oh. my beer, hold yeah. my beard." <laughs> Speaking of John, what, what happened to Johnny Rico? I haven't, I haven't seen or heard from him in, in like years now. He's is, he's is still he around. Same, okay. Yeah. He's he's still. A, I know he was uh, he was campaigning to get a team in San Diego, and then for some sporting complex. He was even in the San Diego News, um, one of the channels. Uh, yeah, and went to and he and he went to speak. Uh, to the city hall and all that. Yeah. That's the last time I've. Did he? Did he do the eh, puto while he was because he loved it so much? Yeah, but I don't know if he's still writing. I know he was writing for Prost America, and I know he stopped. He used to podcast with with the Mexican soccer show. I know he stopped doing that. Well, he's been uh, an before, and, and and frankly, he was very informative. You know, he's yeah, uh, American history. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the last the last game I went to, I saw him. At, I saw him. So maybe I'll see him again. We'll see him again at the at the Chile game because that that's that's in his backyard. So I'm thinking we're gonna see him and see the other the other guy, um, Nate, who we also had in the show. I'm thinking he will be there too. Oh, that's yeah, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Rico still he still tweets. He's more he's he, he's spouting off politics stuff more. Yeah. Well, that's probably why I don't listen anymore. But I, I want to get them both on and then ask them questions. You know, who was the referee that rung that guy in two thousand seven? You know, whatever game, and they'll go, "Oh, that was Roberto uh, Morales," you know, because you know that they don't know the names of the refs. I want to see. I want to see who remembers more names of refs. Johnny Rico or uh, 
Run. Apparently, the only way that many cases is when the referees uh, cause them to lose. Because it's never their fault, it's never the other team that follows the referees. The so, dig at my, um, my checklist checklist so that when Dominica loses, you can go down the list and see if the list of excuses from them. Medica fans, and, and check off as many as you can as you want, as, as you have to, as you're forced to listen to to their diatribe. So, so profit for you guys. Go to the game. Is there anybody in particular that you that you that you're that you're hoping to see and maybe get a a, a good 60, 70 minutes out of? I think he he lost his connection. I'll answer my question just because I have to get going. Uh, for me, it would be Raul Jimenez, just because the wonderful moment he's he's having, and if he could do anything like that with the selection, uh, of course, because we haven't seen him be that that contundente with with the with the green, which will be the black on on Friday. Mm-hmm. They're wearing the new black jersey. Uh, that would be something special to see. It would be really cool if, if, if I think that's because they're doing this, they're, they're still doing this digital thing. If they would do a digital version of the Aztec or the late 90s, that would be outstanding. I'm sure we'll see it again sometime. That would be, that would be outstanding. <laughs> I, I, I would, that would really, that, that would restore my faith in humanity if uh, <laughs> I saw uh, the digital yeah. version of the, of the Aztec calendar green shirt would be, would, would just be, just wow, just be great. Yeah, I, I do. I do think we'll see something very similar to that again. Uh, uh, before you go, Joel, uh, late yes. news from uh, from well, not late news, but yes, uh, I saw news this week that Comebol rejected the oh, U.S. I proposal see. to host Copa America 2020. I saw that. I saw that, and they said they will be inviting teams from Asia and Africa, uh, and I think a big that's where a lot of the money is going to be coming from. I think uh, they, I heard there was some Japanese investors that came in, so uh, that's that was the uh, you know that was not that was unforeseen. No one was expecting that, and I think that's that's obviously the main reason they rejected. Uh, no, I think but, what's going to happen, Jose, is they're going to kind of do what they did for the Eurocopa, and they're going to have the Copa America in like. I know they said right now Argentina, Colombia, but I think it's probably going to go to like four or five countries. And they're going to use it as, as, as a model for them to show FIFA that they can do the World Cup in 2030. You, you know, and that was the other thing for the rejection was that uh, they didn't want to replace their cup. Like, they, so there might still be a cup. It's just going to be separate the same way the Centenario was. Right. So, uh, yeah, because and then and because uh, and then there there was talk that Concacaf, the their cup, they would do something similar and also invite teams from other countries to uh, you know to have this like bigger cup. So a ver que don't don't I'm not really too concerned with that right now, Yon. 
So it sounds uh, like Copa America is getting an, an augmentation. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking because 2020, and then they're hosting it again in Argentina, which they hosted not too long ago. So who knows what's going on there? Look, I don't, I don't um, mean I don't mean the bitch about, about this, but I mean if there's if if they really want to take Copa America out of out of uh, South America, which obviously they don't, but if they, I mean, it's like you know. You know, you know, can't they throw Mexico a bone here? I mean, Mexico has has been a huge supporter of Copa America, Copa America and as far as I'm concerned, is 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 probably the biggest reason why it is it has gotten as popular as it is now. Because it yeah. used to be, uh, I mean, it was like on pay per view, and you had to like really, you know, not even pay per view, but what was the other one? The closed circuit TV. Closed circuit. It was such a pain to to, to try and find, and you had to go. You heard in radio, Caracol. You had to go to the sketchy part of town to go to the <laughs> other places to watch the games, and it was just it was it was it was it was tough. It was tough. And uh, yeah, so you know, I mean, Mexico has has done so much for that for that confederation. I mean, it really has, and for them not to acknowledge it, frankly, is just is is it's just insulting. And I think the one way that they can acknowledge it is say, "Hey, Mexico, why don't you host the 2020 Copa?" But, but you know, um, who knows if it's set in stone, or if they would renegotiate again. You know, there's a lot of money going around, so we'll see what happens. You know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's a done deal yet, uh, especially because ultimately. You you do want the U.S. market, and and I know that's something Cornwall will like. So I I'm hopeful there will be more negotiations down the line. All right, we'll see how that uh, how that turns out. Well, well uh, I, I think like you, I kind of have to get going myself. So. Yeah. Chickies, you want to wrap this up? Uh, gents, I'm back. <laughs> Had it on mute. Aaron, thanks for coming on. Uh, episode 183 of the podcast. Uh, we will see what happens this weekend with uh, the national team. I will be in Monterrey. Sadly, I won't. Uh, sadly, no Liga MX. I'd actually trade Liga MX for a national team, but uh, thanks for coming on, Joel, John, Juan. They're always a pleasure. Thank yeah, you. and Chiki's uh, for setting up. We'll talk on Friday night. Yeah, we uh, hopefully we'll get another episode going on this later on this weekend or this week. Uh, thanks to everyone for listening, and we will have this podcast up on iTunes early tomorrow. See you guys later. <laughs>